Welcome to Hometown Glory, your Spurs and Heartbreak podcast. I'm Rosa and I'm joined by Sam and Lauren as we try to put ourselves back together after that cataclysmic, catastrophic, but somehow also completely heroic defeat. We'll take a look back at a maddening draw for Spurs women against Everton, squint a little bit at our upcoming game at Wolves and try to soothe our souls with some culture. First up, a mood check. Mine seems to change sort of minute to minute, hour to hour over the last 24 hours. Uh, the scenes in my house were pretty sad this morning. Sam, I'll go to you first. How are you feeling right now? Yeah, uh, much the same, I think. Like, it sort of flip-flopped throughout the day. Um, I've sort of tried to <laughs> build myself up and and, and dust myself off. Um, Did you get any sleep? Yeah. I feel like this is the crucial question. <laughs> uh, not enough. And yeah. uh, like, yeah, after like sort of getting home and trying to like w- watch, you know, the the highlights back to sort of see how distorted my views from the nosebleed section really was. Um, yeah, probably not enough to have a good judgment. But yeah, 24 hours later, still feeling pretty crappy. But then also like, yeah, the more I think about it, um, I guess performance-wise, um, the the better I feel. Like it was, um, it was was pretty uplifting. It was the most uplifting four one I've ever seen in my life. That's for sure. Yeah, and I think we'll like we'll obviously get into all of that the last like hour, I guess, and then the, the scenes and the crowd and the scenes at the end, all of that because I think that's really that seems to have been what's actually kept people going today. Um, Lauren, how about you? Yeah, I feel I like, like how everyone's just started like, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, do you know what? it's not the... Leading with size. Yeah, yeah, do you know, it's not the result, like the result I've, I've kind of accepted. Um, yeah. But I think it's, what what I keep circling back to is like the pit in my stomach because of the question marks over what our team's going to look like over the next few games and I think mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. until we kind of get confirmation on a on a, a couple of things that that happened I'm not gonna feel any better but I think as far as you know this is a horrible fixture for us which has been as far as Chelsea losses go this isn't one of the worst ones and I don't have that feeling it isn't you know that's interesting what's worse yeah, than this no for real like what's it yeah. like because actually what this I feel like this was pretty bad to be honest but um if there, I just I can't really think of like what's been worse. I'm sure we've had, like, me, we definitely on a scale of I go yeah. on a scale of one to Battle of the Bridge just because mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. what that meant in terms of the context of our season. Yeah, true. But I think like yes, I could look at the result and think four one, but I think it's probably one of the first times though that we we've lost to Chelsea. But I didn't feel ashamed. Yes. by by yes. by how we played so it's kind of that's why I think I've processed the result in itself and just thought, okay cool next game but um yeah I just think it's the the implications moving forward which is where the knot in the stomach is there was that result when uh Lampard was in charge and I've I've completely blocked all this time um I'll have to speak to my therapist about that mm-hmm. but, uh, 
when he came to White Hart Lane, he won. Uh, he won. Won and uh, went went over to like the away end and gave him the fist pumps and that. That was. Oh horrific. God! I th- oh my God! Yeah. Did he? I've like, honestly yeah. yeah. I've like, blocked that as well. And yeah. and like I, but that that one felt awful. Yeah, because um, so to not that. even be able to beat that clown is pretty bleak. Isn't yeah, it? and that was Jose, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like, good. I, this is good I'm that we're like re-traumatizing ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and, and also the, the three in a row. What was it in like January yeah. of the Conte when it was just like, oh, we can't get any worse. Um, yeah, that was absolutely. Yeah, that was woeful. I think you're right, Lauren. That's the that is the one where it was that sort of period was very embarrassed. That was sort of shameful, wasn't it? It was pitiful. Mm. And I don't feel like we were pitiful last night. I do feel like we shot ourselves in both feet and then also in the head. So that doesn't really help. Yeah. yeah. It's always us. It's never and that's what annoys me is the, the only the only team that can beat of... Tottenham is Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Painful, but it's always us that self capitulate. But um yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll get into it. I mean, maybe we should get into it, really. I don't, I was like, let's start with like the bad and then try to kind of work our way round to something more uplifting. Um, it, but we'll have sort of like the sort of first 20 minutes, it seemed like everything was incredible, right? And, and then from that moment on, like a sort of giant sinkhole opened up. And kind of swallowed us all in, right? What and like Romero, man. I honestly I've I want to be kind to him, but I was like this morning, I was like, I take back every single apology I have made to you, Christian Romero. So do you know what, Sam? Can you defend him? Yeah. I Go for it. okay, cool. No, but, like, but okay, like I'm I can see both sides of it. I'm not I'm not a complete moron and like I'm not gonna die on that hill, but um, what was your take on the tackle? How did you see it? To be, I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched it back. Okay, I like everything is too painful, and I've just like loads of people were like, "Yeah, it's a red, fine," and he was kind of on um, thin ice anyway. But also, other people have said that's just like like it's a red, but it's such a kind of modern VAR red that isn't kind that is sort of making a mockery of our whole game so i don't really know i don't really know to be honest yeah the, the do you feel like it was fine time, you know I, i'm like because you watch it in real time and it's just that age-old saying that you know you with all these slow motion things mm-hmm. uh that it's always going to look worse you know you can pause any clip when someone's leg is, is near someone's shin and it's, gonna it's look always going to look yeah like you know i've heard comparisons you know the last 12 hours or whatever since since the tackle 24 hours um about the um who was it was it Harvey Elliott that went over the top at uh in the Liverpool game who got the red um, uh, Curtis Jones uh, right Curtis Jones sorry yeah uh, one of the young lads yeah Curtis mm-hmm. Jones and like for me that's it's a different kind of tackle entirely because he's gone over the top of the ball um and it, it feels like there's way more intent there whereas like Romero's won the ball it's not like yeah. a 50 or anything. It was like his ball to win. And then he's gone through um through the playoff. Like, yeah, I I can see why they've given it a red. And you know, this day and age, that it it is gonna be it's gonna go to uh, the AR and they're gonna give a red for it. But 
I just feel like it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, I don't think it's like a hundred percent red card every week. And um, I don't think the game's better for it for, for making that a red card every time, especially yeah. when a penalty is given for it. And it's so early in the game. I mean, uh, this is it, right? It's just like we get a red card and it's in like the exact area of the pitch where you're going to get a penalty as well. Yeah. So we can't, I think this, this is the whole thing about last night. I think is that like any of these kind of like individual things on their own are sort of bad enough, but somehow it just ended up being like an absolute sort of clusterfuck wrapped in a catastrophe on top of a volcano. I don't know. I'm just going to like mangle all my metaphors, but it's just like one thing on top of another, basically. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I would, I think I disagree a little bit with Isa. I'm, I'm really disappointed in Romero because I actually think the context of how he acted in the 10 minutes preceding that red card is probably the reason why he actually was sent off. I think, one, it's not the first time he's got a silly red. Um, so I, I do think, genuinely, he, like, his reputation with officials isn't positive. He's, he's no... He's, I think he is seen as an aggressive player in the league. I do think that helps him get to the level that he needs to. So I'm not sat here saying he, he, he shouldn't be aggressive. But I think... The kick out on Colwell, which being in the stadium, I had no idea what it was for. It was just two players on the floor. But I watched it back and I'm thinking, mm, I've seen red cards given for those. Mm. And that was literally two minutes before he then follows through on Enzo. So I think because the his the he upped the aggression in the 10 minutes in the tackles that he was making, I just think a, a series of events means they've sent him off for that because equally... He could have been sent off. I, I've seen him. I've seen those type of kickouts also receive red cards, and I just, I don't know. Like for me, I just felt like this season would be different. He's vice captain. He's, you've got to take responsibility, and I'm, I'm really disappointed because I think that red card then just ruined the game plan because we absolutely played them off the park, and then it just became, oh god, okay, we've lost one of our senior players here. Um, and I just think that gave Chelsea too much confidence to think, okay, the best bets that let's try and piss the rest of their players off. But wouldn't um, you have had think... confidence in us, though, Lauren? Would you not have had confidence in us to get something out of that game with ten men? Had then they not suddenly been, oh, now we've got to lose our other central defender as well through just like, a... and I guess yeah, it was a catalogue of <laughs> yeah. This like, yeah. honest to God, I swear, like, what other club does this happen to? Like, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Like, what a way to just be like, oh, are we in a title race? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like when um, Van de Ven's hamstring popped, my heart broke at the same yeah, time. Like, what, watching him try to slow down um, to stop the pain and, and obviously then just kind of, you couldn't put any weight on it. You just think, God, um, because... I don't know. Seeing Romero go off, you you know, look at you, you. You're already talking to the people next to you, whoever watching the game with our lack of defensive depth, and then to see Mickey injure himself in the way that it has, it just kind of just felt like the wheels came off. Um, in that we- first Lauren, half. the wheels the wheels came off, and then they rolled down the hill into a pit of fire. <laughs> like- <laughs> it just got it just got getting worse. It got worse in the second half. Yeah. It was- it was it was really tough, and I just think, um, yeah, I think, you know, injuries can't be helped, but missing Romero for three games, yeah, it's everything all it's, at once. It's isn't re- it? but, yeah, you know, that is how we take. do. That is how we do. We go big. 
and we go home. In my final bit of Romero defense, um, and I hear all your points, Lauren, and like I agree with you, um, but I do think he has changed. I I think you like the, what makes him incredible is his his aggression and like the way that he lives by the sword, and I think that's unfortunately something that's going to be a part of his game. That what yeah, what makes him incredible is that he's he's so aggressive and he'll almost you know we've seen him like bully the likes of Haaland out of the game. Um, you know, he's won a World Cup playing the way that he did. I think it's just, um, unfortunately, part and parcel of Kuti Romero, the love of my life. Do you know what? <laughs> and I feel like that's absolutely fine, Sam. I feel I, su- I support you in this, actually, because one thing I, I was so angry this morning, not nope, I was so angry and devastated and all of those feelings, but... Because one thing I had kind of been wanting to say about Romero over the past few weeks is that I really felt like like we've had tournament winners and World Cup winners in our team before, right? But I really feel like Romero is the only one who has actually come back with that World Cup swagger and and with that sort of will to lead and like the desire to win that like obviously not immediately after the World Cup because that was, you know, not a great time for anybody. But like this season, he to me has felt like a guy who is like, I've won the World Cup, I can do this. I want to take this team forward. Um, And I don't even, because I don't really, as much as I love Hugo, I don't really think he gave us that after France won the World Cup, to be honest. So I'd felt really bad that I kind of hadn't said that about him. And then this morning I was like, I'm glad I didn't say that about him because how dare you, you've ruined it for us. But now I sort of, I feel like that again. And I think it's so, it is really unfortunate. He made a horrible mistake that in the ordinary run of things would not then be followed by all the events. But I mean, even, you know, to be honest, even like Destiny's red card, I think quite often that can happen. Like you're down to 10 men and then you're chasing and then you may, and then somebody else makes a mistake. That actually happens quite a lot. Like it happens to Liverpool, right? Against us. We've done it ourselves before. Um, but it's just, you can't legislate for the, like all of those things <laughs> happening in one game. So I feel like it's bad luck on him as well. Everyone, he is going to make it. Like Basuma got sent off and we survived, Yeah, you know? I also think that like these guys love each other so much. and They do, man. They're so bought into the philosophy that he's going to be his own harshest critic after this red card. Mm -hmm. Whereas maybe previously under Conte where he wasn't feeling the vibes like none of us were, um, maybe there'd be like less remorse previously. But I think he'd... He'd be really feeling it now. I don't know if he's put anything out on the socials. I have been waiting for the apology. I'm I'm sure. I apologize. I was waiting for it. I'll see you in the comments, Lauren. I just just want him to acknowledge his his position of responsibility within the squad. I, I don't think he should cut that aggression out of his game but I don't want him to end up like a Casemiro where as soon as you get a reputation every challenge is then checked for a red card and I don't want him yeah. to become one of those players where but what can he do about his that, aggression though? costs him stay think, on the pitch yeah but I mean if you get a reputation like sometimes that reputation to that already because yeah. there's, there's been challenges like in that uh, Arsenal Newcastle game over the weekend the, yeah. the Bruno Gamares uh challenges and you're know, like that forearm to the back of the head if that's Romero he's he's out for the season mm-hmm. he's doing Eric Cantona ban on the sideline 
Mm, Reese um, James didn't didn't get carded in that game in in, in yesterday's game. I mean, before. do we want to talk about their little? I mean, their behaviour really, like, you know, we know Pochettino loves a rotational foul, like, and we loved it when you know he got us playing like that. But they were really up and at us, right, and didn't seem to get punished for any of it. How many fouls in the first twenty minutes or so? There was some wild stat that came out that that made me annoyed. My favourite stat from yesterday was that one that I shared with you, Sam, earlier. I think I don't know if you saw it. That was like, um, there was like twenty three minutes of football and thirty four minutes of officiating in the first half. It's outrageous. It is crazy. Like, twenty one, twenty one Chelsea fouls in total against our twelve. Twenty one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean but, they got uh, at us basically, didn't they? They like wound us up, and we did, and we sort of fell for it, really. If you want to put your uh, tinfoil hat on, I that, do. I've got that, it right here. Brilliant. <laughs> I've got mine on. <laughs> uh, that is indirectly the the cause of Mickey Van der Ven's injury. All the so, stoppages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't even yeah. think that's, I mean, maybe that this is really tinfoil of me, but I don't think that's tinfoil. This is the first, I, I will say this, this is the first time I have heard any of this about how like, today is the first day that I heard any of this stuff about like how all of these stoppages are going to lead to more injuries. And I'm obviously 100% convinced of this now. So oh, totally. Especially... there, was, there was no momentum, like, like literally yeah. like no momentum. It just felt like every time the play restarted, we were stopping for another five minutes whilst they're, they're checking um, and yeah, the, you know these these are elite players playing at the highest level, and their muscles get cold. It actually reminded me of um, different sport, but stay with me for the reference. But when Usain Bolt's final race um, in the Athletics World Champs in London, they um, they had a really really long call time, which mm-hmm. was acknowledged by the athletes, and Bolt tore his hamstring on the relay leg. And people are saying it's maybe if they didn't have such a long call time, his muscles wouldn't have cooled down. So I, I do think there is there is a link. And yeah, I, it's just such a shame because, you you know, it's not like we've seen him make that run God knows how many times since, he, since he's been here. But we also haven't been in, I don't think we've been involved in a game like that where it was so stop and start with such long breaks. I mean, it was it was 12 added minutes. Yeah, not even Sheffield, of, I don't think, half. was like that, really. Oh, I, like, and, it, it, and it wasn't like one stoppage that caused like the entire um, injury time or added time in, in both halves. It was small little pockets throughout. And it just felt like, like, particularly from the stands, I don't remember ever being at a game where it felt like, there was no football happening. It, it literally just felt like I was just looking up at the screen the whole time. I may as well have just stayed at stayed at home on my couch. Yeah. Well, you end up just like like Tom in our group said, just just like you end, you're at the game, you end up just messaging all your mates watching it at home to be like, what's actually going on? And what's happening? And I was yeah. I was saying like, man, I'm so bored by by the end of uh, like the second half with you know, is this goal going to be allowed? Yeah, probably. But you know, they're going to check it for three different things before they they want to give it and. You know, like I understand that they've been under a hell of a lot of scrutiny the last few weeks, like since the Liverpool game, I guess. So they don't want to make a mistake. They're shitting themselves every time it goes to the big screen. But God, like they've they've got to do something about it because the the game's falling apart, um, and it's it's awful for the the match going fans. It's obviously terrible for the players now. If we're going to start saying that 
there's injuries being caused and I don't think it's that fun to be watching it from home either. Like how many times? No, I mean, you- loads of people yeah. being like, what a crazy game of football. Like, wow, what a, a spectacle for the neutral. I'm like, well, I like my guess, sure. Um, but yeah, just like not getting to watch any actual football. Like that's just not fun for anybody. I mean, yeah, it was, it was honestly, it was just like, it was, it was just like being in the dark. Like it, it, it was almost like a, at one point you're in the crowd and you're watching, and, and you're watching a football match. And then you're literally there just like a sitting duck because they take so long to even reference the fact that there's a VAR check mm-hmm. in the stadium. And then most of the time they don't actually tell you that, you know, the player in question or whatever it is until just before they make the the decision. And, and it just feels like, what's the point in paying money to, to, to go and watch a match where you're still then having to either refer to your group chats, refer to, refer to TV. There were people um, in the rows in front of me switching to go or like and, and stream the game to, to try and actually find out, like, find out like, what's happening yeah to yeah. find out what's happening like yes. you're 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 ruining people's viewing experience um and the last to be fair the last time i felt like that happened was like the champions league game against marseille where they disallowed harry kane's goal mm-hmm. and the var decision just went on for ages and i just think other sports like rugby or whatever they just get it right and i just think football needs to get off this high, high horse and work with other sports to understand how to implement it better because you know not being funny if you're moving a game to a friday night or a monday night because of tv and then you're asking people to then do another half an hour in the stadium when they've got homes to go to and work or whatever it is the next day it's just not good enough we played yeah. like an hour with nine men it's just insane. right that's that wasn't i like the first half was like an hour basically it's like mm. it's absolutely crazy. I'm yeah. Remember, um, football's nothing about fans. Oh, remember, remember those days. You won it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to, to back up your point, Lauren. Just like Ash was saying in our chat, he was like, you know, paid ninety quid. I paid one hundred and twenty quid for my silly eighteen eighty two ticket last night because that's all I could get. Um, and yeah, we're just sat there like mugs, just waiting for them to decide it's starting to get pretty cold for us as well standing around the yeah. I feel like I tore my hamstring as well last night to be fair kicking the metal <laughs> don't because we might have to like cobble something together to donate to Mickey van der Ven um let's so basically VAR is the real enemy here how do we feel about we're not going to spend really any time on them I don't think but we're just a quick how did you how did you feel how do you now feel about pochettino was uh, there any booing actually I, I didn't hear any which i was really surprised no. like at the so there were there was it was all there was a lot of chat um coming from the guys that you know like making all the songs and that uh especially over social media and whatnot but none of them got going in the ground it was all just like very very positive Tottenham um which was good because like I was I was unsure how it was you know like I, I think I said that I can see this like being a bit toxic in the stands if there's people that are, are going to try and defend Poch and others that are like really sort of anti him but yeah it was it was actually quite nice that everyone just really got behind the team um so yeah didn't didn't hear any what about you Lauren did you no, I didn't. Obviously, there are a bit of like rumblings in the in the stands, like when we're waiting for kickoff. But what actually made me feel relieved because um, was that I think it just showed that we we actually have moved on 
And it as soon as the match actually started, it just became about backing our team, backing the manager that we have now. And that's where the focus was. It was just about the here and now. We weren't, you know, living in the past. So I didn't hit like didn't hear anyone clapping him, didn't hear anyone booing him. And I just think it just he actually just became obsolete. Um and I think that's the I best like way it. that we move yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. And to be honest with you, I sort of feel like that this morning. There's a, you know, like Ollie and I had a, a bit of a, not quite an argument this morning about it, but he was livid um, after the game and still fuming this morning. And he was just like, I can't, it's just them and him. And I can't believe that they did it to us. It's so disgraceful. It's so unprofessional. And like, I get all of that, but I kind of, I don't know, like looking at him and seeing him, like it just, it didn't like hurt me. Maybe because like we hurt ourselves more than anybody else. But it didn't get me. Do you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, we're done. I, we're done here. I was the same. I thought it would. I really thought it would. But I feel Yeah, because like Lauren, like you a, were like, I've yeah. never loved a manager like him yeah, and I yeah, never yeah, will again. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I just mean right now, but it's only been 10 games, but, you know, that can change. But I think... Yeah, I, just, I, I think I've just been there. I was like, actually, I've just moved on. And I think the fan base has. And I think, you know, we, there were so many um, Postacoglu chants yesterday. And I think it was just a case of we have belief again, I think, as a fan base. Uh, the scenes towards the end when the goals just kept going in, never, ever seen that. And didn't even see that under Poch. So I think it just it just shows that, you know, whatever he does at Chelsea, couldn't, couldn't care less. Yeah. you know stay mid-table wherever they are cool continue um and yeah it's not it's not I, I don't you know it's not sour grape it's not the ex coming home it's just it's just focusing on the here and now I feel weirdly a bit more like actually fine there was a job like we didn't he wanted to come back and he didn't get the offer he didn't get the call so he took another job and now I actually feel like not fine about that because I still don't think he should have done it but it's all right. Do you know what I mean? Just go live your life. We're, yeah, it's over. It's just weird how it played out, right? Like, because I think we, we, we had his number. Like, we 15, 20 minutes, we were going to mm. absolutely pump them. Oh, like, don't. I'm getting so upset. Oh, it's such that, a like, um, knife in the heart, isn't it? Like, thinking no. about like the, oh, the sunny If we've gone 2 0 up, 20 minutes in, we are laughing and then I think he probably gets a bit of stick but I think it would have been really silly of us to to be singing anti-poch songs while we're you know down to nine men and looking a little bit immature like we were last night but um yeah it wasn't I think we we did the right thing and um yeah like like you guys said I'm not too too phased by it all because I feel like we've we've gone to a different level and they're crap yeah because also we basically like did it to ourselves. I keep saying this, but I really feel like it's true. Jeremy, like Nicholas Jackson scored a hat trick. Like, come on, man. That's not that's not them being good. That's us. Do you those see those his, first um... two goals, I could have scored them. Sorry, yeah, exactly. Happy. Yeah, he's like the first player in history to have like a um. I forget what website it was. Like the who scored rating. They yeah. rated out and got something like a six point two, and he scored a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> he's awful. I mean, yeah, you know, I think. Like I said, it took us being down to nine, four of our best players being off the pitch for them to beat us. That that's the reality of of what happened there. And 
they're 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 rubbish. And as long as Nicholas Jackson stays as their number nine, they will continue to be rubbish. Yeah, but I mean, Potts is just having like <laughs> uh, probably like the two slowest players in their squad playing central defender. <laughs> The Listen, should we get into this be. now? Should we move away from the horror? Because honestly, man, I feel like let's talk. Let's talk about like Eric Dyer. Let's talk about Hoybier. Let's talk about having nine men play a fucking crazy high line. Today is to do, my friends. I feel like <laughs> we really lived that last night. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's funny because my seat was um in the east stand. So I was looking along the high line. So every single time they were making the runs, I was like, oh, come on, Eric, come on, Eric, come here, get there, get there. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't. But, yeah, it was, I've never, I've never seen, um, I couldn't believe it. But in, in the same way, I, you know, I think we've been crucified online today by persisting with that high line with nine. But I actually think the way that we played, until it went 3-1, there was, it, it generally always felt like we could make it 2-2. So, yes, I think better teams, we probably would have conceded more than four. But but equally, I think the last few managers that we've had, it just felt like we've never tried to win the game. We, it's been really defensive. It's been a hard watch. So seeing us stick to our principles, keep running, you know, I, 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 you we know, I, I can't anyway. blame them. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like people shouting, oh, go to a low block, tighten it up, whatever. Like Liverpool did that and they lost anyway. Like, exactly and that was with their care. pretty like strongest back four yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you know? everyone forgets that point that they had Virgil van Dijk and yeah. who was it Canate it was it Matip as well that was was playing <laughs> center half for them it's a little bit different to having both of ours ripped off and throwing two guys in there that haven't played any minutes there um all season so I mean Eric Dyer has literally played zero minutes yeah right did yeah. he? Because he didn't even play. Did he play in the League Cup game? I don't. Did he? No, I don't think he did. No, I don't think he I did. Think it was his first minute. You shout out to him because I went for him mm. when I saw him getting stripped off. I was like, "Oh, here we go! Like, this is why we can't move on. This is why we ain't got no squad." This is gonna like nod it straight back over Vic's head. All that. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, how's he gonna play out from the back? How's he gonna keep up? And you know, all these thoughts are going through my mind because of the Eric Dyer that we we've, we've seen over recent years, but. One, he looked really fit, which just shows, I think, the fitness work that they're doing in training. Someone that hasn't had any minutes um, and just kind of slotted into the team. And I think, you know, heroic performance, he, he actually played really well. He was um, unreal. Yeah, he was he was really good. And, you know, he gets a lot of stick from the fan base, put myself in that. But, you know, he, I, I, he, didn't, he actually came on and did more than just his job. He, he led from the back, which was, Mate, which he was really equalized. good to see. Yeah, yeah, I'm a volley. Can you imagine yeah. the story? Like, literally, the oh, no, I'm story. just oh, I'm that, like that tearing up just thinking about it. The thing is, like, sort of like winding me up because. I know. Well, like, Bentoncourt nearly scoring as well. Like, oh, we could yeah. have had, like, the narrative could have still been so beautiful. And then, and then that Sonny, one, well, not one on one, but he had, he had a great shot with his left foot to the far mm. post. In the second and then they, like, then they, like, scored immediately from that. Didn't yeah. They? yeah. I mean, I mean wherever, do you know? Live by the swords, you know. Live by mm. the live by Angeball, die by Angeball. Like I'm all in for it, man. I don't care. Like maybe you know the city game may well be a fucking massacre, but like yeah. we're we're all in now, aren't we? Like I was um, 
like Dan Kilpatrick earlier was saying that he feels like last night was like the night the club sort of truly became Angers, which is wild because we lost 4-1 to one of our bitterest enemies at home being managed by our ex-manager who we loved so dearly, who then betrayed us. Like what sort of weird alchemy has he performed that this is his club and the, and the moment that that became like a hundred percent no turning back now we are all like we would all die for you was last night yeah i i agree i i maybe said some mad stuff before like when i put put my pictures up just saying that like you know i think everyone was right this was the test and we we passed it we didn't fail it we we passed with flying colors because i think the players showed so clearly that yeah they no compromise are committed to the cause we play and ball you know like he said in his post-match interview uh we can go down to five men and we're still gonna have a crack mate um i love that so much mate it's so good (laughs) and and i think the fans as well like you know, last season, like the last four years, even at the end of Poch, we were, you know, go a goal down. Everyone sinks back into their seat. We're not good at making noise when um, when we go a goal down or like, you know, that that little bit of hope gets taken away from us. But, you know, last night we, there was no hope of us winning, but we, we have our Tottenham back. We were still attacking. We were still trying to entertain. We were still having a crack. We were flying into tackles making blocks when you know it didn't matter at that point but all the players are so ingrained into this philosophy and they don't want to let the fans down um it just means more and it's and it's hitting different so for me that that's better than you know a a weird one nil win could have been for us like we've we've passed the test both as fans and and players and i think yeah this is only just the beginning um i love that oh my god i feel like i feel like i want to like rush off and like forget a list or something <laughs> like i'm so inspired right now <laughs> sam that was incredible i noticed that you because on your um when you put the po- the photos up say you did like and obviously a few people have um quoted bill nick yeah you no know, even in failure there will be an echo of glory and I do really feel, I feel like that did happen last night. Can you guys talk me through that moment, actually? Because it was 3-1, wasn't it? Yeah, it just felt really, I felt emotional. I, I felt like there was just a connection and a togetherness. And it was a case of, we can see that you're playing for this badge. So we will be here in the good times and the bad. And, you know, I'm, you know, so far this season, we've only experienced good times. Um with this team but it was just a sense of I just couldn't believe it like I was in awe really because yeah many times yeah we start losing and it's just kind of it's toxic and I remember like last season for me after the AC Milan match and I just refused to come back because we just didn't show any I just felt like the players weren't playing for the shirt but to see them and also that was the last time Romero got sent off but what a difference (laughs) yeah you know we saw they were just there. They understood it. They got it. They played for us. Um, and yeah, just to just to hear, you couldn't hear. Ch- like I was, I I was ne- I was next to the away fans. You couldn't really hear them at all because we were just out singing them. It was a case of 
we're going to be with you. And I think like Vic in his his kind of post match interview and some of the comments that I think that some of the players that are posted today, they I think they really felt it and they felt touched by it because usually mm-hmm. you you know you lose four one at home in the derby, you expect loads of booze at the end. But I think it just showed, and I also think that's probably why our rival fans are feeling a bit rattled because we're, we're our spirit cannot be broken. We're here for this manager. And, and we're here for this journey and however painful it gets over the next couple of games with avail- lack of availability, we will still and be it, here. And it could get pretty painful, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but we're okay, just, man. Yeah. It's a really lovely moment. Um, yeah, to just kind of experience it. Um, I had full-blown goosebumps when, when that applause ran out because it was like, you don't, I, don't, I can't remember if I've, I've ever seen anything like that in a football ground before. You know, they we had a chance. They've run up the other end and scored, and then completely drowned out the away end with just overwhelming applause. And then it turned into, you know, we are Tottenham from the lane, um, Super Tottenham, um, and just deafening. Like the noise was unbelievable. Um, so it's just, just such a special moment because, yeah, I think like you said, it was, it felt like a real stamp of approval from the fans. You know, we appreciate you keep doing this because because we'll be back and we'll be loud because even on a like small note because obviously I was watching it from home and I was by myself and like ordinarily like I'd have just gone oh I'm like two one we're down to nine men like I'm out I don't need I don't need to suffer by myself this is really miserable but I was I watched I watched and like I've I like honestly up until 3-1 I I believed as well I thought we would I thought we could do it and I honestly I don't think I've ever like even in the glory days of Pochettino like I don't think I felt like that no, nine men I agree yeah. it's wild it just, it just feels like it doesn't matter now it doesn't matter who the opposition is doesn't matter which 11 are on the pitch and talk about in terms of quality but we know that they're going to try and win the game Mm-hmm. against whatever adversity our team are going to try and win the game and I think that's something that's really basic but isn't something that we've always had um, and yes we could have you know reverted to type and, and tried to play for the draw but I think Ange gets it it's his principles as well but yeah it just it just hell I think it just means that teams will fear us because we're always going to try and beat you yeah doesn't matter what what condition, what minute of the game it is. And also we showed that we're probably the fittest team in the league. Yeah. Because Basuma went down with cramp at like 60 minutes and I was thinking, oh, we've we've passed our substitution window. You're going to have to keep going, sir. We can't go down to eight. But he kept he kept going and he was pressing right into the end. So I think, you know, even um, Poro, you could, like, you could see parts of after he went um, down with his knee, he was limping. But they played through the pain barrier and said, you know, and I think that level of resilience and, and determination across the 11 and I'm including players that I just didn't think showed that at all last season. I didn't think they cared that much. I just think it shows what a wonderful job Ange is doing in terms of motivating this team and, and giving everything. Just on that as well, um, just going back to the Eric Dyer thing, uh, you know, seeing that video of him, that sort of did the rounds like walking into the training grounds where he sort of like walks up to the guy taking the video and he's like oh uh, god yeah you're not going to use it anyway don't, don't worry about it and like Is that uh, like beautiful like a sort of genial eric die way that he has no, yeah. and, and like i 
I thought of that video like as soon as I saw the board go up and that he was coming on. I was like, is this guy going to be okay? Like, if that's his head state and he's coming on to you know play with uh, was ten men at the time, but he's it's gonna it's gonna be hard. But like, God, he proved me wrong. Like he the commitment was was there and it was yeah it was outstanding so like i'm so happy for him and he and he got his flowers at the end as well like he was really appreciated his song went around a few times um and it was just so nice as well to see um i know in previous weeks it's sort of been like maybe a little bit of a bit of a talking point with like hoibia maybe not um what sort of excluding himself from celebrations and not taking as much credit as probably is due because obviously he's have a, have a bit of a weird situation with his game time. Um, but, but both of them made a really strong point to like walk over probably further than everyone except Son to, to the home fans and, and give like a really big applause. So it's just nice to, to know that they're, they're feeling the love as well, which is, is important. I mean, which we are, we're just all in on Ange, aren't we? Like all of us, I think it's, um, I think I know people sort of have joked about the high line and all of that, but I also, we have had like four or five years of being trained just to like pass the ball back all the time. Right. And just to go back to our goal, back to our goal and just get, and, and allow ourselves to be pushed further and further back. And in, 11 games even when we're down to nine men and just got us like pushing forward pushing forward and I don't really feel like that it's like from what we were particularly it's like a crazy thing for any team to do but from what we have been it's extraordinary I think and to have all of the substitutes as well to be ready including Eric Dyer who has not played a minute of football I don't think this season like to have him ready and to give a better performance. That's probably the best performance he's given in like a 12 month period. Right. Uh, Absolutely. And I think we haven't mentioned him yet, but I think one of the reasons why we were able to play that high line and stay in the game for as long as we did. Vicario. Oh Um, my God. I'm so glad you mentioned him. What an absolute king. I just, what a performance. I mean, he didn't deserve to concede four goals. He, I've just never. I remember when, like, when Hugo first came to Spurs, and he was kind of the first sweeper type keeper that we'd seen in the league. And it was like, oh my god, he's come off his line. What's he doing? But I think Vicario has just shown, given how much talk there's been, you know, about other, you know, all of the clubs that have bought in goalkeepers, we've got a guy with crazy reflexes. He can, you know, he gets us out of trouble, makes phenomenal saves, but so good with his feet but his mentality as well it, it, it's like he became a man possessed he was like don't worry guys you want to all stand on the halfway line leave it to me and he became this like auxiliary like centre half defensive midfielder then he'd be like oh actually no I need to do the goalkeeper part let me save this unbelievable he was doing like Mickey's job basically unreal. you know how like yeah. Mickey's just constantly like okay it's fine like you guys go forward and I'll just like cover and he, and Vic was like it's okay don't worry I'll do that as well yeah, it's just phenomenal. Um, yeah. So, so proud of him. So, so proud. I felt bad for him because like in his post-match, he was saying that he's never conceded four goals in a game before. Um, 
which is wild. I feel like every team sort of concedes four at some point, but yeah, he's not lying. <laughs> um, oh, fake. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Welcome to Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, he he was insane. Like it, everyone was just like looking at each other in the stands, just being like, this guy is just unbelievable that he's making saves he had no right to make. There was that one from Kukurea where he cut inside after the one-on-one. I think he basically got got the shot in the face, but like the the leap and the stretch that he's done to make that save as well. Um, yeah, man, he is phenomenal. And I, I can't believe that that we got him. It, it feels like we've absolutely hit the jackpot and and not spent double on some guy that can't make a pass at the moment. He's yeah. easily, I mean, we say it every week, don't we? He's just easily, like, uh, Alison aside, he's the best. Yeah, I was going to say, because, you know, like, Alison has that aura where, like, people, if if they come in one-on-one, strikers get scared because they think, oh, how am I going to beat him? He's really good. I think Vicario, because he's having these big performances in big games, he's going to develop that reputation to think, oh, I can't just beat him. No, he's not just a normal goalkeeper. And I think, yeah, one thing... You have to do to, something special <laughs> to get past him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, it's not just like, a, oh, I'll just hit it and hope. You, you can't do that with him, so... I hope for him personally, he dislodges Donnarumma as Italian yes. number one soon. Um, but I'm just so happy that he's on a long-term contract because I think premium goalkeepers um, are a rarity at the moment. And and we've got one through, and most of us have never heard of him <laughs> until this summer. And to not concede four goals at a club by Empoli, it's not like he came from Juventus or something. I know, um, I'm like, surely fantastic. Empoli, like, come on Vic, do you, if you just blocked it out like we do sometimes. <laughs> 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 I think this is the bit okay and maybe just to kind of um sort of wrap all this up now as Vic is obviously very young as well and so and we've got him in a long contract and I think this is the thing where I feel like I'm quite scared about the next couple of months um and possibly beyond if we don't, I mean, I guess, I guess getting us to January, right. If we could presumably, cause Mickey will be out until at least then. Um, but I don't worry about our sort of longer term future because I think I've had, we've had to like adjust, right. Because, you know, as much as Harry Kane was like everything to us, when this kind of thing happened under Kane, when we sort of, you know, went out of competitions or had our sort, you know, or it became like clear that we weren't going to do anything illegal or whatever. It was like, oh God, like another year. And that's like another day closer to Kane leaving us basically because we can't give him what he wants and deserves. But this team is so young, like Sunny aside, they're all so young. They've got, we are, we're just at the beginning, right? But this is 11 games and this is the first time we've lost in the league. Yeah, we're so ahead of schedule. It's yeah. insane. It's it. It feels like Anne has been with us forever for me, at least. That like, like we were saying before, I've blocked all the crap that yeah, four years have been. And I think what's happened in the last eleven games is just it's been so much fun, and I've I've absolutely loved every second of it. Um, I think the players are as well. Um, and it's crazy to think that we're we're a quarter way through the season or a third of the way through the se- quarter way, um, and yeah, man, like the the sky's the limit. The ceiling is so high for for all of these players. Um, 
So yeah, we just got to keep them on the park. Don't get them sent off. Don't get them injured. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, now you've done it. Now you've cursed Sorry. us. Um, <laughs> okay, so should we look a little bit forwards then? First off, I want to ask you guys both a sort of bigger question, which was I was feeling quite, I was, I was having a real like low moment before we started recording and Ollie was about to go out and I was just like, I feel really sad. I feel really like, I feel like this is going to be bad. I don't know how we come back. It's not just the red cards, it's the Mickey injury. I don't know how we kind of come back from all of this. Is it just going to like absolutely derail our season? And he was like, no, Jack, I don't think so. I think, you'll, you know, we'll just have to like adjust and Ange's, you know, Ange will be able to do that. Um, how? So this is not specifically about Saturday, but more sort of, yeah, over the next kind of couple of months. How are you guys, like, Lauren, how are you feeling about things right now? Do you still have sort of hopes for this season? Because I was a bit like, oh, we're done, we're fucked. It's, you know, it was a low moment. I think think I'm grateful that we've accumulated the number of points that we have up until this point, because I think it still gives us a good crack at getting back into the Champions League. Mm -hmm. Um. But, but equally, I also feel like they these players and Ange and the, and the coaching stuff, they've shown me enough that even if these next couple of months, it looks a bit ropey because, you know, we, we have just, no defense, we just yeah. got holes. Yeah, we've got <laughs> holes in, in, in the team. The belief is there. Like, I, I know that when, if we can get ourselves up to full strength, you know, if we can have two or three transfer windows, I know that the blueprint is there to see us to success. Mm-hmm. So I think... You know, I'm expecting between now and Christmas, it's it's going to be harder than it has been, um, you know, in these first kind of 10 games. Um, but equally, I think, you know, part of, <laughs> we've, we've had to rack up our first share of resilience as Spurs fans anyway. Um, and I think the last four years was kind of a, it was tough to watch because we didn't have a lot of hope either as to where we were going. I think we've we've seen we've seen not seen the light, but we we know that we're on the right path. So yes, we may, and I think Anne just made the point. We may have to derail a little bit. We may take we may, you know, the journey may be a bit longer, um, but I think we'll get there. So yeah, fingers crossed. We can't afford any more injuries because, especially in defence, yeah. Um, but but even if you know we take some, you know, tough tough results and, and and tough defeats. I just feel like I've, I'm committing to this team. I'm committing to Anne. So I'll still be there. Yeah. You know, regardless. It's like a, it's like a detour, not a derailing maybe. Yes. Yeah. Perfect analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I feel like I probably know what you're going to say, but tell me anyway, I like to hear it. What am I going to say then? Why is that? <laughs> you're going to be super positive, right? You're not scared. <laughs> No, I'm never scared. No, I think like I was, I was trying to like break down um, how bad uh, how bad could it get so that yeah. I could positive before. So like looking at our next few games, right? So we've got Wolves at the weekend. We've got um, an international break after that, which buys us time with injuries. We've then got Villa at home, which will be our first weekend home game in two months, guys. Farcical, man. Two months. Thank you very much, Sky. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, BT, or whatever you're called now. Um, and then we've got City away, 
which is a free hit or an easy three points if you look at it either way. <laughs> um, and and then Romero's back and things start to get a bit better. And then that's West Ham at home. And we know that's going to be a cracking atmosphere as well. So, um, yeah, like, obviously, I think this is where, where there's going to be maybe a little bit of a bump, but um, I don't think it's going to be like a showing of um, how far we've come. We just don't have the bodies. <laughs> and if and if we pick up results here, then, you know, come at us. Like we're going to, we'll, we'll definitely have some fun. We'll, we'll, we'll be singing about it then if, if we're going to pick up results when we're, when we're Yeah, we've just got to dig in now, haven't we? And just be like, I mean, to be honest, like I, f- I feel like these, the next three fixtures, like last season, I think we got like no points. Villa beat us twice. We got we lost Man City away. I feel like do we beat Wolves or was it the season? I feel like the season before we lost to them twice. But either way, we've not had like a great time of it there lately. So to be honest, you know, it's not like oh, these have been like recently sort of happy hunting grounds for us anyway. So we might as well go and just see what we can do, right? So my my dad's been a great like soundboard for it all because he's like not a Spurs fan, but um, he's obviously very much a Pasta Cogley fan. Um, and I like had a meltdown to him last night. I was like, we fucked it. Like season's oh, over. Oh, Sam. Um, <laughs> and and I was like, we've got like a parody of last season's back four that's going to be starting for the next game. Um, and like the whole system fucked because like we can't play out from the back. We've got no Madison, no creativity. Um, and he's like, mate, chill out. Like it's going to be fine. Like there is no way that Pasta Cogley is going to let you play like crap or sit back like you're gonna have the ball and maybe it doesn't really matter for two of the three of these games that you don't have your best back four because you're gonna have all of the possession by the man yeah um, i'm gonna give and- so many thanks for rodrigo benton timely return as well my god <laughs> he's the reason and- yeah, and also mm-hmm. shout out him because that second half was so long he probably did like 45 minutes Mm. Um, so to do that in your second game back after an ACL injury and he was pressing and pressing and pressing um, so yeah maybe he won't be able to start on, on, on Saturday but I feel like by the Etihad he'll be he'll be back in the in the starting lineup. But um Oh interesting. So yeah. Okay. So how mm. do you envisage okay, so give me your lineup for next weekend, Lauren. For for the Wolves game. Mm-hmm. Oh god, okay. Uh, obviously, we've got Vicky and Gull. I mean, let's hope so because when he went <laughs> down last night, I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" Yeah, yeah. I, I think he'll probably what Emerson left back, Poro right back. Yeah, because GB I is think... not is not fit again, is he? No, um, doesn't seem so. Or if he is, he may not be fit enough to start. Mm. I actually think he should probably go with Dyer and Hoiberg in defense yeah man i think i mean i'm into hoibier doing it like do you remember mascarano you know um doing it for barcelona and argentina he was just like i'm a dm but then he just like slotted into defense for like these crazy teams that didn't care that much about defending so but he was heroic i feel like i can see pierre doing that for us yeah i think his like his experience and his leadership i think that's not throw ashley phillips into the lion's den 
because Wolves are like Wolves away is a tough game in itself. But I literally, think don't throw to the Wolves. <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm a, you Zing, sorry, thank you. I'm so sorry. You guys talked about that one before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's reintegrating back into the squad because I feel like he's been played for the for the under twenty ones for the last few matches. Um, probably what midfield Basuma. I don't the, the one that did concern me is that Lasalso didn't come off the bench in any of those substitutions where we were you know when Madison came off that was kind of that opportunity so I'm not too I sure I did not even consider that to be honest because I just yeah. don't consider him a real footballer as you know so. <laughs> yeah I, I, I mean you hate him <laughs> I think depending obviously if Madison isn't fit we're going to need some form of creativity in there so I'm I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be La Celso I, I don't think Benton Cole will be fit enough to start that's a bit of a question mark Brennan will be able to play because he came off early Sonny will give everything Kulisewski will give everything um so yeah I think the I think the front the front three will, will remain but yeah in terms of who plays in the middle mm. or he plays Ashley Phillips and then leaves Hoiberg in in midfield with um, Papasar and Basuma. So yeah, that can, worries me just a little yeah. bit, just to kind of shift the ball um, forward. But yeah. Do you reckon Madders is out for Saturday? That's not been confirmed, has it though? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I I was like losing the will to live at half time. Like I couldn't even go and get a drink because I was just, I was, I was just in my <laughs> seat, like shell, shell shock. shock. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God, what's happened? He did say it was just a knock. Yeah. So, and uh, I think he wanted to continue. So hopefully he's fit for Saturday, but if not, like you said, Sam, international break. So if he can't play this Saturday, he'll be fine. Um, what about you, Sam? International break. Yeah, it's hard. It obviously all depends on fitness of of Madison and 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 GB. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't hate the idea of um, Hobia playing centre back alongside Dyer um, in these circumstances. <laughs> um, yeah, we never uh, thought we would say that. The victim of the <laughs> Tottenham man this is what they do to us yeah um and then it's surely it's too much for um Rodrigo to 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 start right but who knows um if if he's up for it then yeah I'd, I'd bite your hand off and and give him 60 minutes and and see how we get on um he's yeah. definitely up for it he's fucking desperate to come back and like be playing all the time yeah it, it's it'll be interesting to see if like yeah, because Ange won't do it unless he's absolutely ready. But um, yeah, who knows, right? Like it, it'll just depend on fitness. But I'm I'm hoping Matters will be back and it, and it will at least have you know our attack pretty pretty set in in front of us. Um, yeah, we'll see. I guess. <laughs> Interesting times await. Um, on yeah, before we before we just move away from Monday and just talking about the men in general because we want to talk about the women um i just have you guys have you guys seen kulu's interview i don't know whether he did it last night or today but some of the quotes from the interview is so cool and when he's talking about just to kind of go back to that um the crowd when he says he said it was unbelievable honestly some things are bigger than life bigger than football bigger than wins like 
I feel like I really, and he also said, he was talking about his um, celebration that was like a sort of tunnel vision thing that was just like, don't pay any attention to anyone else. Just stick with what, like focus on what you're doing. Don't look at anybody. Don't watch anybody else. Just watch your team. I was like, I really wish they'd all listened to him. But I feel like he's like, he's still like 23, right? And Yeah, he's really young. Like, I love that attitude. And I think he's had... Like I was slightly critical of him, I think, last week. And now I'm just like, no, we need like those are the sorts of characters that we absolutely need, right? And I just love like he gets it. And I think he speaks so well about it. And I just kind of wanted to just take a moment, really, just to talk about the guys who who just I mean, we've already said this, but like they really get it now, don't they? Yeah. And it's such a lovely thing to hear them say it back. He didn't need to say anything because I would, I was at Luton and watched him put in one of the best shifts I've I've seen in, mm-hmm. in, in recent years. Like that that day, I was like, "Oh my god, Kulu is Kulu is Angeball man!" Like this guy yeah. is after it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love him. I think yeah, I could talk all day about it, like how how great a footballer he is and how he's he's sort of so unique and and wonderful but so nice to sort of I feel like he's one of the players that we hear from the least um, yeah. in terms of like he's not like the big bubbly personality of um the, the, yeah the likes of Son or, or Romero or whatnot but um yeah he's 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 great um and and like uh, basically never gets subbed off I feel like last night was actually the first time all season pretty much yeah just doing the running of three mm-hmm. people last night as well yeah uh, yeah, I think it was nice. I think the, I think his his quotes is almost like he got the appreciation from the fans that maybe he hasn't like vocalized yet in mm. terms of he he re- like his mentality. I think he came to to Spurs with that mentality to give everything to fight for the shirt. But I think yesterday was almost like. Uh, he got the. He realised that we appreciate the fact that he's doing that in a Spurs shirt, and and he felt that kind of adjuration. And I think with with Decky, it's not it, what he does on the pitch. It's not just the goals and the assists. Um, and yeah, I think he's our road runner in terms of he, he's he's made of steel. He must have been a cross country runner or whatever, like as a kid, because he just does not stop running, and he's so powerful. Um, in in the way that he runs, and I think I, m- my favorite part of that when he was just like, it was really nice to hear, and it just makes me want to give even more. And I feel like, mate, you already give hundred and fifty percent to keep going. So I think I know that was again, really like, oh, that, yeah, yeah. We're just gonna, you know, it's just cemented that we we appreciate what they're doing, but they also want to give even more to us when it feels like they they have been doing that anyway. Yeah, that's the perfect, perfect note to end that section on, I think. Um, actually, I do quickly, as a sort of link into talking about the women, apparently, like, Robert and Martha were there before kickoff because she was getting her, like, Player of the Month award. Yes, Did you, anybody she was. see that? Yeah, yeah, no, it was, I was kind of just, like, just, like, trying to find my seat and, like, sat down and I was like, oh, wait, that looks like the player of the month oh it's Martha <laughs> and then yeah so they did a pitch side interview with um with her and with Robert and they presented the um award to her which was really nice and they also 
it wasn't That's really just that. nice was, that they did that i think yeah i mean it was actually there was a little bit of analysis on the way that we played that you know the fact that we were second in the table oh, you know cool. Marvin's top scorer so it wasn't just a case of here's our player who won player of the month mm-hmm. it was kind of, and then it was also used to leapfrog all you know the north london derby's coming to the stadium get your ticket and it's the first time i think where it actually felt like not only oh god like we have a women's team here you know this is our women's <laughs> team it just felt like someone had done their research yeah like how um, often have we been able to say that yeah, yeah. So, so we yeah, should appreciate that nice. actually because we complain about it a lot but we should appreciate that moment and i think that's really because it was a big 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 game and yeah. so it wasn't like they just kind of wheeled them out at, you know whatever game so yeah. i think that's very very cool martha thomas annoyingly did not score at the weekend lauren and i met for the first time irl it was very cool in the legends bit of Leighton orient which is extremely nice um but yeah she didn't score and it was a one-all draw against Everton, which was quite maddening, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a frustrating one. Um, Eleven shots on target and one goal, I think. And then um, the referee just decided to like give Everton a penalty. Like, if you want to yeah, talk about I mean, bad was... refing decisions, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, we don't get to complain of like a lot of VAR in the WSL. These officials are awful. Um, it was literally just like what like a, a little a little push in the back. She threw herself on the floor. Um and because these referees are not up to standard, she gave a penalty. Um it was a great penalty. The, so yeah. But I know, just, like Rachel, because I was really sitting next to Rachel and she just turned to me and she was just like, Becky does not save penalties. <laughs> like the only way... I mean, she doesn't, but just, she couldn't have saved that one. No, I know. But it was just like, maybe she'll miss. She did not miss. <laughs> but um, yeah, it felt like, it did feel like two points dropped. Yeah. Because of how well we played. And I think we created more than enough chances um, to win the game. So it's just an annoying one it just I actually was I was watching the highlight show and I think they said it we've only beaten Everton in WSL once in eight games it just it feels like they've really become a bogey team for us um and we were I mean I guess every team needs one yeah yeah they were quite it was quite tough I thought it was tougher in the first half certainly it was tougher than I think I thought it was gonna be because they were I mean they they were that sort of cliche of like pretty well organized weren't they but they also had like quite a couple of like fast players up top um who were giving us a little bit of bother and you and I talked about it didn't we because um Ash Neville and Grace Clinton are on the same side and Grace Clinton is not much of a fan of defending she doesn't really like no, coming back to help her she doesn't she doesn't like to help out her fullback but also because she likes to drift inside as well it just leaves that whole flank with just Ash having which obviously she's Ash Neville she can do everything and she did but it does leave it quite exposed, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think there are also a couple of times where Ash had got forward as well as Grace had cut inside to do whatever she, that, that she was doing. So, like, you know, shout out Molly Bartrick because sometimes she has to cover that whole left flank. Um, she did amazing, man. Yeah. She's, she, had yeah. a, she had a fantastic game. And I think, um, you know, she, she, she's one of our, our vice captains, but she's worn the armband every game this season whilst um, Beth is still recuperating. But I think she led by example. Um, yeah, I thought I thought she was superb. Didn't didn't deserve to lose a clean sheet. 
Um, yeah, she was so gutted but, yeah. in her post-match interview. I really felt for her. She was just like, yeah, we shouldn't have lost that one. Because she yeah. and, and Luana as well, I thought, was really superb. Yeah, she she slotted in so, so well. Mm-hmm. And I think the same way that we talk about the men's team and how, you know, building up from the back, dictating possession and then having the right players who enable you to do that. I think the transformation in our defence, so much of that, comes from Luana because she's so comfortable on the ball Um, and Molly always has been but I think it just means that we can go left we can go right we can get the ball into into Olga and I actually think they stepped up because I thought I thought um, Olga had a a funny start to the game where she 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 was just a bit loose in possession Um, so I think yeah they, they they really just kind of enable us to recycle the ball and and stay in control even though to be fair Everson did have their lion's share of possession but I think they were good in transition but they they weren't really kind of they weren't killing us with the possession of the ball um that they had no I feel like we had uh, we had control of that game a lot of Mm. the time I know what you mean like Olga did yeah start a bit sort of mess in kind of messily in a way but she did but I think she really really improved Mm. um that pivot with her and Evelina I think is brilliant man like yeah um but I think also with Luana it sort of makes the um has James sort of flank of doom slightly less scary. <laughs> yeah, flank of doom. So yeah. Yeah, it, it it does because again, somebody to cover when she's either horrifically out of position or she's just not quick enough to get back. I know um, she just isn't very quick, is she? She's noticeably the slowest on our team, I would say. Yeah. But I think but weird she's for a fullback. Like- yeah, she hasn't had a, like a bad start to the season. I think she's done. No, her none job, of the but... goals have like actually come down her side. That's the thing. Yeah, we haven't yeah. actually got into any bother with her. It's just more. Could we be faster? Yeah, could we be more think... fluid with mm. a different player? I guess. And, and yeah, and when we have to play, you know, against the likes of like Lauren Hemp, that's where mm. the big concern. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But, yeah, a position which can be upgraded. Mm-hmm. To, to put it nicely mm-hmm. but Asmita is obviously not convincing somehow no which is a shame because I think she offers so much going forwards and I do think she's improving um defensively but I think Robert said in an interview with, with Haz that he likes she uh, he thinks that she adds to our ability to play out from the back I, I do think he's maybe didn't watch her last season so that's why he has that opinion yeah but, I mean fair enough yeah yeah mm. Yeah, I get it. I just think also because Celine doesn't also is not keen on the defending. Yeah, and I think that's probably where the goals that we have conceded this season they have we've conceded too many penalties. Yes, and I think their penalties. That's the thing. The penalty is, was uh, stupid, but we have conceded like three, right? Yeah, and I, I feel yeah. like they they they're all situations where somebody just panicked yeah. in the box. Or, or it's been pinball, like the Evelina handball one. And it's just the case of if you guys weren't arriving in the box so late, or if you were comfortable defending, because that's also part of your job, um, then we wouldn't be panicking so much just to try and kind of clear the ball. Um, so I think we've, we've got to cut that out because, as Rachel said, Becky doesn't save many penalties, so that's not <laughs> asking her to do them. Yeah, ma'am. Let's just give her a break. She was otherwise flawless, I thought. Um, can we have a talk about Drew 
expense because she just remains, like, I think I say this all the time now, but she remains an absolute conundrum to me because I think she did play. I don't even know if she had like a good game on Sunday, but like we were, I think we were noticeably worse when she went off. Yeah, it's it's really, I feel like Drew's a really funny one um, because she has flashes of quality, like, yeah, like the build like up serious, to the goal, the yeah. cross for the assist. And, you know, or a long-range screamer. Like, she scored three kicks for, for Jamaica. So she has that quality within her. But I think I find her so frustrating because of her, I think, her body language. Sometimes she's so nonchalant in, in the way that she goes about things. Mm-hmm. And because she has that body language, when something doesn't pay off, it's just like, like stop being lazy. And I don't think it's like, but it's not her being lazy. It's just how she how she carries herself. Um but I think she she does add a lot of control. But however, she can't she can't play consistently over ninety minutes. So it's a case of I I always think when she starts, she's probably not going to finish the game. Or if she does, we're not going to get those kind of flashes of quality. We're not going to get them in the last twenty minutes. Yeah. So I think it's it's just a tough one because I I think with both her and Grace, they're quite similar. Like I thought Grace was quite tired. By the end of the game, um, and I, I thought they got in each other's way a bit as well. Actually, sort of hilariously, yeah. there was one moment where they were like both they were like running next to each other. I was like, "That's not no one of you somewhere else, please." <laughs> yeah, I think they're both because they're, they're both num- traditionally. I think they both enjoy being in that number ten position. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just kind of trying to find, I think, the right balance. Um, but but yeah, I was just. I thought, yeah, we got worse when she came off. But equally, I also think it's because we had players that were starting to tire. Who yeah, because Grace had been brilliant, but he didn't take her off, did he? But he also didn't bring her. Do you think it was the right call? to So Kit Graham came on for Drew, didn't she? Mm. Do you feel like that was the right call? I think, uh, yes. But I just think he also maybe then should have thought about maybe bringing on Rhea Percival a bit later on. Mm. Um, or just somebody to help kind of steady the ship with the yeah. experience because I think like I said I, I, you know that that penalty I'm just thinking does does Grace make that kind of panicky push if she isn't as as tired for example as, as she looked maybe maybe not yeah so I, I do think you know we last season we we you know, sometimes we'd release the team sheet and there'd be like three outfield players on the bench. We do have a good bench now. We do have squad depth. Um, so I think because of the style of football that we are playing, I mean, Ash Neville said it in, um, I was reading the pre-pro, um, the, the programme um, before the game started and she said, this is the fittest I've ever been. It's the best pre-season I've ever had. The oh my God, that's levels, so good to hear. Yeah. The she really looks it, man. Like, yeah. yeah. But the style of football that we we play is tiring. So I think sometimes it's you just kind of freshen things up. Yeah. yeah, like you know, like your equivalent of Hoyberg, you know, coming on at seventy minutes just to kind of steady the ship when when people are starting to get tired. I think perhaps if Robert had made another kind of couple of subs at seventy the seventy five minutes, perhaps we wouldn't have conceded the penalty. However, the referee may have just decided to. 
get the pen and just even like things up so. yeah <laughs> yeah so not I mean actually you're right like I think Rhea Percival could probably be our sort of hoibier in that way right just like a kind of collected calm experienced head to be like okay this is what we need to do what about Jess Naz because she started really brightly when she came on and I was really excited and then she sort of kind of faded out a little bit didn't she yeah, I think we were we were um, talking about this. It just she always looks like sometimes that she's like playing within herself, um, where she's not f- like fully risking, like putting her body on the line. Which I don't blame her. Like she's for a young player, she's had so many injuries. Yeah, and they're they're you know they're long injury layoffs as well. So, but I I, I want her to have more confidence. I guess in herself, in her own ability, because I feel like we do, like as fans. Yeah, like, everybody's always so like... buzzing to see her, and everybody like she yells her name. Do you know? I, mean, I think she must know that she gets like a lot of love from the mm. fans. So yeah, I just want to see her push herself because when she when she does, she's really direct in in the way that she dribbles and 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 she's dynamic and she and and she's quick. Um, so when we are like when we are in the latter periods of the game and we are trying to get up the pitch, she's really effective. So it's just kind of like you know, come on, come on, just push yourself. Yeah. Equally, she maybe she was just a bit, um, a bit tired. She was on international duty, I think, with the under twenty threes. She scored. Um, so maybe it was just in terms of like her her own kind of general fitness levels and, and getting herself back there but we you know we've got a talent on our hands I just I guess we just want to see it a bit yeah. more we believe in her so much yeah mm. um so we've got Liverpool next at home they seem to still be sort of slightly chaotic right sort of more solid more consistent than last year but still prone to sort of weird chaotic results how are you feeling yeah about I don't know I think it w- I think it would be harder um than the Everton game, so I don't, I but that's annoying because we on, drew Everton. <laughs> I know, I know, but I think we're actually on the same because they beat Leicester at the weekend. I think we're there, we're on the same number of points as them because we're, um, we're still third right now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Champions League places, babe. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? I, honestly, I've, I know. Yeah, when I said it in our group the other day, I was like, "No, I want Champions League," and you were laughing at me. And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, we've, um, yeah, we're on the same points. We're actually on the same points as Liverpool and Arsenal, but our goal difference is better. We've scored, yeah, yeah, more goals. We've, yeah, yeah. So I think. Okay, so they they don't con- they haven't conceded many either. So I, I do think it will be a tough game but equally the same way I feel like going to watch the men play at the moment with if I go and watch the men play and I know it's not one of the top four teams I'm going there expecting us to win the game because yeah. I know that we can, we have the ability to 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 play our football and if we play it correctly and, and we take our chances we're going to outscore the opposition so I feel like we should still you know go in there full of confidence uh, it will be a tough game but I think as long as we have the right game plan and we, if we take the chance, if we took, if we create as many chances as we did against Everton and we take them, we'll get three points. Yeah. This is the key, isn't it? And I liked what Robert said afterwards. And he was just like, it's about, did he say something about kind of like just moving the ball quicker and like Mm. just making the sort of right pass faster, basically to get us into better positions to score the goals, essentially. 
So because we did have a lot of chances, but a lot of our shots were sort of straight at their keeper. Mm. So it's that, isn't it? Just that sort of like extra little bit of movement, I think. So it's cool just to think that they're going to be really working on that. I, like I've said this before, I love the way he talks about the game. You can tell that he's really thinking and they're all really responding to that. Do you think we'll line up the same way we did on Sunday? So with same back four and then um, Evelina, Olga, Drew, and then Grace and Celine on the wings and Martha up top. I think so. I think that seems to be, I know he changed it for the game before, but that seems to be his settled starting 11 mm. for now. So I think he'll keep it the same. But equally, I think we know that Jeff Nas tends to be the first sub. We know that Kit will come on at some point. So it's a case of maybe maybe a couple of changes would help because if 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 we can kind of see that then Liverpool will be able to see that those are probably the subs that we're going to make so we don't want to help teams kind of prepare for the game because they know exactly what team that we're going to play and they know what subs uh, are going to come on as well but um yeah so give, us, on, give them something else to think mm, about maybe yeah mm. would you go what would you do something differently then um, it's hard because it's like I feel like Jesse's great off the bench, but and I think Drew did enough in the last game to not bench her. But I also feel like Grace should should keep starting as well because I think she's just got that little bit of quality to just get out of tight spaces. So then it's she did some fantastic. I mean, she really mm. did some fantastic stuff on Sunday. I have to say, I thought she was yeah. really at times it was. It was because obviously she scored and then also conceded the penalty. But also, aside from all of that, she did some incredible stuff, I thought. Yeah, I, I was starting to uh, uh, look up her market value and see how much she would cost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really think whatever United want for her. Yeah, just pay know, it, man. We yeah. Can, yeah, we can offer a starting place because I think, you know, she's a young talent and she should be playing um, and, and she offers a lot. So I guess stick with the same starting lineup. Um, for now, because it's, it's not as we didn't play badly ag- against Everton. No, we um, should have won. We should. That's yeah. the thing is, I think it, we'd have to be clear, right? That those were points dropped. It was really frustrating. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and not because because of how we played before, but literally because of how we played on the day. Like we absolutely should have won that game. Mm. So hopefully we can just like improve on that. I guess going yeah. Yeah, Martha back in the go- Martha back in the goals, please. I know, like classic. Like she had quite a few chances, but I sort of felt that she was out wide a lot of the time, or just not quite there positionally. Maybe that was, you know, yeah, they, they no, were pushing she, her out. But yeah, we, she was chasing a lot of kind of balls in the mm. channels. Um, but then it did make me think, oh, you know, when Beth comes back, if we do have two up top. That I know, right? And Robert says he's just gonna channel. he's just gonna make it work, right? He's just like if you have yeah. these two great goal scorers, obviously you find a way to make it work. Oh my god! And now she's like back, sort of she's on, on grass. grass. Yeah, yeah, she's, I think yeah. She's yeah. On grass. So I, literally, yeah. I I don't know what that means for her for the sort of time scale. I'd never have any idea about these things, but it always sounds exciting, right? Yeah, so, maybe before maybe before yeah. Christmas. Yeah. So. Wrapping this up, last quick shout out, North London Derby, the date and the time has been moved. It's now Saturday the 16th of December at midday. I really annoying. Yeah. I'd, maybe it will be fine, though. 
it's not a bad, you know, it's an all right time. It's just not as convenient, I guess, for most of us. But we're still, are you but please still, come anyway? Yeah, 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 we're still going to be there. I know Sammy yeah, can't make it now, there. which is a real bummer. But yeah, um, I'm bummed out, man. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, I was going to basically take my friend, um, Amy, and my, my partner, Nelly, and we're going to go together. Um, but it's on, it's on Nelly's birthday now. And, We've got we've got plans for that. Does so. she not want to come to Tottenham Hotspur for her birthday? I can't believe it. <laughs> I mean, she does. It, like we need to. Yeah, come on, Melly. Yeah, yeah. Get maybe on. next year. Maybe next year. Um, cool. I'm well. I think it's yeah. Let's just hope. I've have now slightly more slightly more faith that the club are going to kind of push it, given what they um, given that they brought Robert and Martha out yesterday. So who knows? Hopefully, we'll get a good turnout. Right. Oh, you got a question, Sam. No, one last thing on um, on Vibes FC, um, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, mm-hmm. I've really been enjoying the content lately uh, of uh, Amy Turner's coffee shop. Have you guys been following that? No, oh, I haven't. Yeah. I totally forgot they did that. It's so sick. It's I, just like, <laughs> I just want to go there and hang out. Like, all Is the it like a co... It's, their biz- it's her business with hers, right? Do they bring it together? Like, it's like a... It's like a... The camper van with the with the coffee. I just need to find the location. And then So um, cute. Let's all go. Yeah. Down, just like the little flat white, like posing Aww. with the coffee. Like it just looks looks amazing. So yeah. Um yeah. Let's go. That's very cute. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and keeping keeping Amy busy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she's not getting any game time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, that's what we said about Exile. Oh my God, it's true. See, there is yeah. a way back. Uh, you know, guys, I, you know me, I fucking love a redemption arc, even for players that I have previously like dug out. So I swear to God, GLC, there is still time for you to save yourself. Maybe you said not. it. I was going to say it. I know. Do you know what? I'm open. I'm open to it. Honestly, <laughs> I just my sentimentality is is just stronger than any other emotion. <laughs> um, amazing stuff. Let us wrap this all up with. So I actually feel loads better, guys, already. Um, so I was like, oh, we're going to be cultures. Like it is. It's therapeutic. It's cathartic. This is why we need to do it. Um. I mean, this is basically what I've been doing, like, since the game, just trying to, like, talk to people all the time, listening to podcasts and just be like, we're in this, we're together, right? Just the Spurs family. We need each other. We help each other. Mm -hmm. off. Yeah. We never stop. We never stop stop crying. Um, (laughs) Sam, talk me through um, what you're, like, uh, I don't know, what is, like, helping you get through this week or just what you've been doing anyway um well i had a little weekend out of london which was really nice um went down to yeah nelly's parents place which was was really cool um can we ask sure. where or is that too much information for a podcast uh southwest very nice okay uh, mm-hmm. yeah really nice fresh air dog walks um good vibes um and yeah had some time to like start a new tv series because i finished up all my stuff recently um so yeah it was like really really enjoyable so that's that's been keeping me busy started um the boys because i know that you guys were on, oh yeah um, another one that i can't i'm, I'm not allowed to watch because it's too gory but people love it are you into it really really into it mm-hmm. like the when was it um when nelly and i got covid recently <laughs> recent not recently like back when covid was 
um, keeping everyone housebound and stuff. Um, we smashed through all of the Marvels, like um, chronologically, which was really cool. We enjoyed it. And then, so yeah, it was nice to have like a little um, superhero fix which is it's, it's been a while yeah maybe i should get into it you know because like ollie and i have always like watched all the marvel stuff together as well and and so i sort of miss that like superhero vibe maybe i'll just give it a go give it a crack i think yeah. it's, it's really good i wasn't too sure what to make of it and um yeah like nelly really really enjoyed it as well so i've got um, a lot of love for carl urban if i name him will you know who i mean i've literally <laughs> got no idea <laughs> I could like again a throwback. He is he's the leader of so the boys are like the vigilante gang who are trying to bring down superheroes, right? That's the yeah. that's the premise. So he's their leader. Okay. All right. And I believe he's a New Zealand actor. Yeah. But his English he's doing an English accent, which is apparently terrible. It's I don't awful. Really know. Yeah, it that's doesn't matter, I've... but that's you know, it's sort of comic booky, right? So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, fine. Yeah. I like him a lot. He's like a super charismatic dude. So I don't really need them to have like super accents. I think you'll enjoy it. It's, okay, cool. I think I'm like four episodes in to, to season one, still super early days, but um, got it on good authority. Um, thanks, Billy, that it uh, only gets better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the whole spin off as well, should you need it. it man, it should see me through to like Christmas, I think. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Nice little chunky series to, to dig into. Um, and yeah, on, on the the music front, I've just been hoovering up everybody else's recommendations. So I've been hitting the uh, the cast record pretty hard this week. And I and finally I- started listening to that. So when you put that in our group and you were like, what's everyone's favorite track? And I was like, haven't listened yet, but I'm going to tell you right now it's Venom as a, you know, Vic tribute. But actually it might be Venom, as I said. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's hard to say to pick a favorite, but I think I'm, I'm trying to get the... I'm also terrible with song names. <laughs> Skydive is, okay. the, uh, is probably the, the, track the one at the end with um, yeah, Neil Tennant. Yeah. Really speaks to the emo in me. So, yeah. It does. It's, it's got, it's a very cool, he's a really cool, interesting dude, obviously. Um, so, yeah. I'm really, I'm also really enjoying it. Anything else? Uh, that is, that's that for now. Yeah. Um, all oh, good. All oh, good. Yeah, Lauren. How about you? Before before I give them, I've realised that Rose. When I when I listen, I take you as a barometer of I'm not really that much into kind of the superheroes and the mar- and the Marvel stuff. So when I hear a too gory for you, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to follow up on that <laughs> on that recommendation. Not going to bother. I think if it's not for Rose, it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah, seriously, um, I might if I yeah, I'll report back, and if I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll can, I can handle it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so it was my mum's birthday recently, so I took her to a, a spa. Very in nice. Weybridge. Happy birthday, so, Lauren's mum. There we go. Um, so yeah, that was quite nice. It was just nice to kind of, I think, get out of London. Um, it's 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 nice to leave the big smoke. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just yeah, you know, we love this city, but it is crazy go. and slowly yes. killing us. Yeah. Yeah, um, and TV wise, I'll only do the one where I'll get judged first. So I'm a sucker for a good <laughs> reality show. So most oh, of yeah, my time yeah. is 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 um, because it's on every day. Been watching Big Brother, um, and the return of, of of Big Brother. I can't believe that is back. I mean, I can't believe I can't believe it because obviously things just never really die in in our yeah. universe now. 
Um, I have not watched Big Brother literally since like the first like three years. I think with like Nasty Mick. Yeah, yeah. When it's, you guys were probably weird. children. <laughs> it's it's weird. Like it's because it's kind of like um, this cast is more like it's more Gen Z. Um, but um, but well, yeah, I hate them it's, all. It's interesting. Like seventy five percent. Yeah. I mean, I don't um, hate our players yeah. anymore, so maybe I need somewhere to like, you know. Yeah, but it's. Um, I'm one of those people like if I commit to something, I have to finish it. So even when it kind of gets less interested, I'm still watching it because I have to get to the end. It's a sickness, and I've when seen. When does really... it finish? How long have we lost you for? <laughs> I, think we're on, I think we're on. This must be week four. I think maybe there's two more weeks to go, so I'm nearly there. Oh, okay. So, but um and then my other one, so I've been watching Lupin, which is uh a French show on Netflix. Oh, if like anybody... the sexy French detective. There is a French detective in it, but he's the well, he's not the the um the the main character. But if anybody Oh is he the criminal? Um... Do you know what Lauren? I'm yeah, gonna let criminal. you talk through it. Yeah, rather gonna, than be like to, jumping to in. It, <laughs> if anybody watched Hustle that was on in like in in the UK. It was on the BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, then they'll probably like Lupin. So he's a con artist, basically. Yes. And he, he does all of these scams, and then by the end of the episode, it will show you kind of how how he did it. But um, so season three just came out. Um, but so like season one starts a bit early, like kind of just a bit simple. He's just doing his cons. I will say simple. Uh, it's set in Paris. He involves the Louvre. Um, but as we're kind of progressing you see the kind of links to kind of like organized crime and the political kind of themes and, and, and backgrounds and stuff. But yeah. So if, if you, if you're a fan of foreign um, programs, it is in French because I have to watch the show in the native language of yeah. whatever it is. They came out. We don't do dubbed. No, no, The lip sync will kill me. Um, so yeah, that, that has, also consumed my watch this week oh cool i did yeah i think so i feel like somebody else told me about that a while ago and i like put it on my watch list and just it's really good it's, got around to it. yeah it's, it's really clever mm-hmm. in the, in, i mean in you the could like you just say like oh set in paris and i'll be like sure i'll watch it <laughs> <laughs> um anything else no that's about it really that seems plenty um mm. Yeah, like Sam said, I've been listening to the Cas is Dead album, also the new or the most recent Bad Bunny and Doja Cat. Um, I also have gone back and giving it my second go, the extremely coy's Simon Sharma, um, History of the Jews, two volumes. I'm really, really bad with nonfiction and I started trying to read it about three years ago and I thought I'd give it another crack. So the first volume is like, Starts in like 10,000, no, one th- not 10,000, shut up, Rosa, 1,000 BC and goes to like 1450 or something. So to give you a flavor of how well I'm doing, we are still only in about 600 BC. So that's going to take me a while. Oh, wow. Okay. Good luck. They're not. I don't even think the books are that long. I'm just really, really bad with nonfiction. I get so bogged down in all the detail, and then I'm like having to go back five pages to be like, I don't remember what's happening right now. Where are we? But he, you know, he's just he's such a brilliant writer, and he knows so many things. 
Um, I don't know how he does it, but I love him very much. And like I've already said, he is super, super, super coy. So, which is obviously really cool. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Thank you so much, guys. I I feel like we're all just sort of hanging on now for Saturday, aren't we? Just to see if it's all going to be all right or not. But it will all be all right anyway. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. And if we okay. need to start the GoFundMe to, for, uh, to, to buy Mickey a new hamstring. We'll, we're going we'll to do it, man. Hometown glory. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can do the transplant. We'll do. <laughs> Surely they can do this kind of dodgy surgery now in like Italy, don't you? Like they just used to like reanimate Clarence Sadoff every week. Totally I'm sure road, they can uh, fix Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. This has been lovely and much, much, much needed. Sam, we see us out. Up the Spurs.